Hello there, incredible souls. Welcome back to the Success Revolution podcast. You're here with me, Gemma Bernad, and we are diving into, do you know what? I actually don't even know what episode number this is. We're just diving into the next episode. Um, I recently shared on my social media some thoughts and perspective around what it really takes to create success, whether you are wanting your first $100,000 a year, $100,000 a month or $100,000 a day. These principles apply. And so I'm calling these the nine rules of success and I want to dive into them. So if you, as I said, no matter what level of success you are at right now, whether you are traversing the mountain to your first $100,000 a year or you are traversing the mountain to your first $200,000 a year, $100,000 half year or $100,000 quarter, $100,000 week, month, week, day, whatever it looks like, it doesn't matter. These principles really do apply. And after 16 years of navigating all the different experiences of business over many different styles of business, different business models, after selling many, many different offers, I can tell you that these continue to be true day in, day out. And so I want to talk about them. I want to, you know, I shared this in a very short post that's been already been shared quite a lot. So I want to break it down in this episode for you right here, right now. So you know what? I'm just going to pause for the intro music, the fancy dance intro music, and then we're going to dive straight in. So. Welcome to the Success Revolution Podcast with Gemma Bernad. All right, my loves, let's dive straight into this. These are the nine rules of success, okay? And I want to... Con- Give these to you like a little shortcut. If you want to call these like a little hack or a little shortcut towards business success for you, you can take all of these and you can make them your own in any way. But there are nine in total, the nine rules of success. So I want to dive in and I want to share this with you because I know that if honestly someone could just have broken this down for me in really simple ways over, you know, way back when, when I started my first business in my, my mid to late 20s, God, some of these would have made my life so much easier. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. They would have probably taken away a lot of angst, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of stress. I think they would have anyway. Anyway, nonetheless, let's dive in. Rule number one, we always start from the ground up. I'm going to tell you, you got to get your thoughts in order. It is so true. You can't create, you cannot create success beyond what you believe is possible. And Albert Einstein has very famously been quoted as saying, you you cannot, gosh, you cannot change from the same level of thinking that created. You can't solve a problem. Thank you, brain. You cannot solve a problem from the same level of thinking that created it. And the same applies here in business. You can't create beyond what you believe is possible. Imagine getting into a car, getting into your car and, you know, you plug in the destination and it's like, let's go here. Let's take this, make this really big because this is what happens a lot when, when we have big lofty goals in business. Imagine if here I am, you know, on the outskirts of Sydney, Australia, 
And if I opened my garage door and got in my car and thought, you know what, I am going to drive my car to London, England. The truth is, I don't believe that's possible. So do you think I'm going to get in my car and actually start that journey? Or if I even thought, you know what, I'm going to drive my car to the moon. I'm going to drive my car to the moon. I'm not going to, where am I going to go? I'm not, I'm not, that's not possible. I'm not even going to drive. I'm not even going to start the car. I am not going to start the car because my mind, I'm like, it's just not possible. It is not possible. In my mind, I have a sphere of possibility and it operates like a balloon. And whatever is inside of that balloon is what I believe to be possible. Anything outside of that is what I don't believe. My job is to expand the balloon to take up more space. The bigger that balloon, you know, or the bigger that I blow that balloon up, the bigger the balloon becomes. The truth is you've got to get your thoughts in order. Our mind, there are rules that our mind follows. And one of the rules that our mind follows, it's tricky like this, is that its job is to keep you in familiar, safe territory. And it's to keep you away from what is unfamiliar because our brain is still purely wired for survival and survival only. So here you are, imagine, you know, like I said, What's familiar to me? I have never driven my car to London before. It is unfamiliar to me. If I wanted to do that, if I if I believed it was possible and I wanted to do that, I would have to very quickly make that journey familiar because otherwise I'm not going to go on it. And we get to do that with our mind. We get to create better thoughts. We get to tell our mind better things, create better images. And when we do that, we start to make in our mind the unfamiliar familiar and when we do that we will start to move towards what is possible what we believe is possible so right now you have a look in your business what you have in your business is what is familiar to you the way you serve your clients the offers you create the way you market and shop on social media or or wherever it is you market networking whatever it is that you do that is what is familiar to you and you have familiar results because of that. What you want to create in your business, whether that is $200,000 a year, $400,000 a year, million dollars a year, whatever that looks like, that is, and it might not even be, maybe you've created that amount before, but the way that you want to create it is unfamiliar to you. That's the point. You, it is unfamiliar right now that's all it is it's just unfamiliar and your job is to make it familiar and you have to do that before you actually have evidence that it will work in your life and that's why we have to get our thoughts in order so that's number principle rule number one get your thoughts in order rule number two truly you must develop phenomenal incredible amazing rock star coping skills inside your nervous system you have got to be able to cope with change and bounce back. You need to be like a rubber ball that bounces back from failure because, trust me, you're going to have some epic failures. 
if you are and you're in business, you have to be a risk taker. There has to be an adventurous aspect to you. So, and even if you don't identify with that initially, you would not be on the entrepreneurial journey if you did not have some risk taking in you. And with every risk, there is always the chance of failure. You are going to fail. Everybody fails. You think Michael Jordan has has absolutely nailed every single shot he's taken? Of course not. In fact, if you were to look at the stats, he's probably failed more than he has succeeded. But the fact is, is that he keeps bouncing back. Imagine where we would be in this world if Walt Disney had given up. I think his story is that he was going off to financial institutions to try and get funding, you know, for Walt Disney. And he got rejected. His business proposal got rejected over and over and over and over again. Imagine if Walt Disney had gone home to Esther Disney. I don't know that that's his wife's name, but we're going to assume it was Walt and Esther and said, Esther, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I failed a hundred times. Everyone keeps saying no. It's not working. I give up. My God, can you imagine? Imagine the world that we would live in right now if we did not have all of those incredible Walt Disney films and stories that have inspired generations. You've got to be a phenomenal coper and it needs to happen. It's not just a belief, it's also something in your nervous system. This is the stress management aspect. You've got to be able to be resilient and bounce back and that happens inside of the nervous system because you're going to fail, you're going to meet failure. In fact, you're going to become a rock star at failure, a absolute rock star. I cannot tell you the amount of times I have failed. I have launched offers that have fallen flat, that have sold nothing, where it's been crickets. I have had failures in so many of my businesses, hired team that didn't work out, hired team that I trusted with my entire business only to have them make decisions that basically took that business out from underneath me. But really that was my failure for not setting up a business that that could just walk away like that. So many failures and with that is so much wisdom. And that's one of the, the absolute joys of failure is that that's how we learn. And I try and instill this in my kids all the time. My kids, my boys that play soccer, it's the goals you miss that you learn the most from. When my daughter gets up and she competes for solo dancing, when she gets up on that stage and she doesn't place, I know that those failures, those moments she misses, she's going to learn so much about dancing, about herself. She's going to build that resilience muscle and you need that too. So that's number two. Rule number three of business success. This is really big. I'm going to get to the more practical side of business now. You need to create a product or a service that is a combination of what you love to do and what people will or do subconsciously, and that's really important, subconsciously want. Not just something they tell you they want. This is why so many people you know, do surveys and market research. And yes, we can get back data, but I'm telling you right now, this is why you've got to be such a rock star at failure. This is why I'm working with clients, like sell stuff, sell lots of things, get it out there and find that subconscious sweet spot 
which is what you love to do and what people actually subconsciously want. Because the most powerful sign of subconscious desire in a human being in the business world is when they take their card out of their wallet and they pay for it. Your customers spend their hard-earned treasured money on a service that you offer. You are hitting, and it's a combination of what you love, you are hitting the sweet spot, the subconscious sweet spot. They might tell you, yeah, Gemma, yeah, oh, I'd love to do, you know, a 52-week program where I deep dive into all of my shadows. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yes, create that offer, and then you create it and no one buys. Okay, cool. You told me you want that, but your subconscious buying behaviors and patterns telling me you don't want that. So it's so important to analyze that data too. Have a look at where people are spending their money why they're spending, what they're spending their money on. Look for where there are gaps in the market. Look at the things, look at that crossover, that conjunct of what you love to do, what you are designed to do. That's why I love using human design. Human design is such an incredible portal for us to step back and see through a 3D lens, hey, this is your gift. This is your genius. This is what you're about. This is what you're here to do. It's such a beautiful, beautiful tool to be able to see that because sometimes we're so close to it, right? We're so close to it. But you've got to hit that sweet spot. And it's so important because when you do, it makes the pieces that come after, the selling, the marketing, all those pieces so much easier. It really, really does. You know, um, Henry Ford's been very, very um, famously quoted as saying, if I had have asked people, they would have said, said what they wanted was a faster horse. <laughs> Imagine, we'd still be galloping around on horses right now. You can't always just ask people what they want. You've got to experiment and find that subconscious sweet spot. And when you do, guess what? You're going to have to reinvent it. This is why being in business is so much about innovation. I just did a live inside of my body-led business Facebook group. I did a psychic um, reading around selling. And one of the big messages that came through was basically if your offer's not selling at the level you want, the way that you want, what you need to do is look at your offer. Take, when you've got a, an offer that sells, it's, it takes so much pressure off, but you're going to need to keep looking at how you package because the offer isn't what you do. It's how you package up what you do. There is a difference, a big difference. So look for that subconscious sweet spot. And when you hit it, you'll know because it's like it's like a salesgasm in your business. Okay, it's like the sale. You hit that sales G spot and you're in overflow. So that is rule number three. Rule number four, learn how to sell. Then learn how to become a better seller and a better seller and a better seller because sales equals business. There isn't much of an explanation for this. You've got to sell. Your business has to be open for business. You have to sell. You've got to learn to be an incredible salesperson. And this, I'm so grateful for my own experience because this is a skill set that I adopted in my early 20s. In fact, you know, I'm going to tell you all of us have adopted this skill set. It's just a lot of us don't see that within ourselves. I mean, I had a sales position in a local department store when I was 16 or 17 and, and had to sell men's clothing underwear, socks, all of that kind of stuff. And I, you know, there's been, I then went on in my sort of mid-20s to actually have a sales role in a financial services company and learnt how to sell then. 
learned how to do cold outreach and cold calling and connection and relationship management and development and delivery and all of those things, incredible skills to have that really helped me so that when it came into, okay, I'm going to start my own business, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to sell my own services, I wasn't uncomfortable to have those conversations. So you've got to learn that part, to learn just to sell confidently, to have that blind confidence, but then you've got to get better at selling. The, the psychology behind, the way people's subconscious works when they're actually making buying decisions, which, by the way, if you have an incredible offer, it takes a lot of the pressure off. It makes the sales so much easier. But selling is a constant in business. Whether you're at the stage where you are a solo entrepreneur and you are selling directly yourself or whether you have a team that does it for you, you still need to be able to lead that sales process, define and decide what that looks like. Selling is an integral part of any business. So that is rule number four is learn how to sell and be a better seller and a better seller and a better seller and a better seller. And learn how to sell across multiple mediums. Learn how to sell online. Learn how to sell face-to-face. Learn how to sell to groups. Learn how to sell to individuals. Learn how to sell through written form. Learn how to sell through spoken form. Learn how to sell and practice it. Don't just learn it, then practice And then go back and refer to rule number two, develop phenomenal coping skills. Because the only reason that we don't sell with confidence is because we fear being rejected. Guess what? You're going to get rejected. You are going to get rejected. Not every single person that sees your offer is going to buy it. They're going to say no. In fact, you're going to get more no's than you do yeses. That is just the laws of average. It's how it works. It is an undeniable truth. Even... Uh, let's think Oprah Winfrey, when she sells her meditations and her masterclasses, when she used it in books, she has people walking past her, the books on, on you know, the bookshop, taking my language out, and people walk past and go, nope, nope, nope. She would have thousands of people do that every day. And then she might have hundreds that buy it, or it might be thousands that buy it and tens of thousands that walk past it. Jeff Bezos, Amazon, same thing. For him, in terms of it being a hub for people to sell, there are plenty of people that go, I'm not going to sell on Amazon. That's a rubbish platform to sell on. He would have plenty of people say, I'm not going to sell my books there. I'm not going to sell there. I want to go direct. I want to do it this way. I don't want plenty of rejection. People that sell on Amazon, you look at the statistics, people might have tens of thousands of people landing on their product and equally only have a couple of hundred that purchase it. Everybody gets rejected it is a normal part of selling get used to it and you have to change your relationship with rejection pretty quick to be able to survive and thrive in business I will tell you that okay rule number five marketing is really just selling to people who aren't ready to buy from you yet this is something that just understanding the difference between sales and marketing and understanding, though most importantly, that marketing is its not that marketing is marketing. Marketing is sales. It's just you are talking to people that are interested and not ready to buy yet. Simple. You're still selling. It might not be necessarily direct selling, but you are still selling. You are selling your thoughts, your ideas, your offer, your methods, your opinions, all of the things, the beliefs, your vision, okay, all of the things that feed into your offer, that is just marketing, but you are just selling to people that are on the fence. That's it. You're selling to people and knowing this and understanding that 
there isn't the only difference between in my humble opinion we overcomplicate things but between marketing and selling is the sales is when you're having those direct conversations speaking directly to people who are ready to buy from you right now and selling to them marketing is hey i'm just i'm just speaking to people who are on the fence right now and my job is to showcase over a longer period of time what i do the results that it gets how it works the problems that it solves that's it it's still a set of sales skills that have to be mastered it's just the time frame and where they're at in their own buying journey that we have to differentiate this but really you're just selling rule number six can't do it all by yourself so don't even bother trying there is a wound i call it the women can do it all wound that we carry and we've been carrying for generations and it is time to put it down I am all for the you can have it all. You can have the beautiful relationship, the successful business, the happy, healthy kids, the incredible body that thrives, nourishing friendships, incredible material success, beautiful height. I'm all for all of that. But by the love of God, you do not have to do it all. In fact, you can't do it all. Support. I work with so many women who want to grow their business to the next level and it's this piece around asking for and receiving support that has to be tidied up. Part of this is a control pattern. It's like I'll do it all because I want it done the way that I want it and this is how I can guarantee that things are going to work out the way that I want. It's just a fear pattern and it's impossible for you to do it all yourself. So don't bother trying. When you need support, ask for it. Whether you have to pay for that support or whether it's just calling up a friend and asking for it, whether it's advice that you're asking for, it's actual physical support, like I need someone to come and look after my kids so that I don't go crazy. Or I want to go and have a date night with my husband. Please, can you come and look after the children? Or whether it's hiring someone to come in and do your ironing every week. Whether it's hiring a mentor because you are so close to your business and you can't see those little pockets of opportunity to really move you into that next level. You can't, whether it's the VA, the content, support around content or social media or selling, whatever it is, you can't do it all yourself. Don't bother trying. It is a waste of your energy. None of us, we are all designed where it's like human existence is like a web. We are all interconnected. That is the healthy way. That's how the tribe survives. Can you imagine going back thousands of years and having tribes, or hundreds of years even, and having a whole lot of tribes together? And all of those tribes were like, no, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to, I'm going to go hunting for the food. The men were like, I'm going to hunt for the food. I'm going to cook the food. I'm going to take care of the kids. Or the women. Imagine the women say, I'm going to hunt for the food, I'm going to take care of the kids, I'm going to cook the dinner, I'm going to clean everything. I'm going to... It just didn't work like that. And even within the cooking, there was one woman who was responsible for, you know, how she was going to prepare, you know, to, to cut the meat. There was, another, there was another responsible for this. And for this, everyone had their own job. This is how we have to operate in business. You can't do it all yourself, so don't bother trying. So that's rule number six. Rule number seven set goals in fact this should say set ridiculous unrealistic out of this world this is so ridiculous and unrealistic that i'm both excited and scared set those type of goals because you know what honey you reach for the stars 
maybe land on the moon. Like that saying is, I just think that all the time. Like, okay, I jumped all the way up here. I tried and I fell and I landed on the moon instead. It's not a bad view from here. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. But here's the thing. Be prepared to get down and dirty on your journey towards them. You're going to have to roll your sleeves up because remember, that goal is unfamiliar to you. The reality of living that goal is unfamiliar. Don't mistake get down and dirty, mean I'm going to have to work myself into a tears and run around like a headless chook and do everything. No, no, no. But it is going to be uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar. That existence of you having that level of income, that type of team, those type of clients, all of that, unfamiliar to you. It's unfamiliar. You're going to have to get down and dirty in your mind, in your nervous system, in setting up structures and systems and all of the things. But here's the clincher. Remember, you are worthy. Whether you get there in three days, three years, 30 years, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In fact, what I would say and what is so important, and this is the work that really at the deepest core of so much of what I do is about helping women detach their worth altogether from their business completely detangle it because when your worth is like when you are just grounded in your worth regardless of whether you your business is thriving or wherever it's at it doesn't matter you can make such better intentional and intuitive decisions when your self-worth is so grounded in I am just worthy I'm worthy because I'm worthy I mean not I'm worthy because I charge $3,000 a month or not I'm worthy because clients pay me that or not I'm worthy because I just had a successful launch or not I'm worthy because I just wrote a post and people liked it or not I'm worthy because I just put an offer out there and, you know, people bought it. No, no, I'm just worthy. We've got to extrapolate our self-worth from business and success altogether, altogether. Your worth has nothing to do. In fact, I say this as well, clients are not paying you for your worth. Okay, they're paying you because they have a problem or there is a solution or a desire they want and they know that you can help them achieve that or get so your product or your service can help them with that. They're not, well, I'm going to buy from Gemma because she thinks she's really worthy and her pricing tells me about herself. No, 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 no. One of the most toxic pieces of advice out there is to charge your worth. No, do not charge your worth. I'm telling you as a consumer, I am not paying you for your worth. I'm not looking at this, you know, I'm like, well, Sally thinks she's worth $3,000 a month. Fantastic. She's a worthy chick. I'm going to pay her money. I'm like, no, no, can this, I've got a problem. Can it solve it? I have a desire. Can it help me get there? It's very simple. And unconsciously, that's exactly how we are playing too. I'm not unconsciously buying because your pricing is a reflection of your worth. Detach your worth from your pricing, okay? Detach your worth from your goals. Detach your worth from the decisions you make. Again, go back into point number two, develop phenomenal coping skills. All right, that's number seven. Got two more to go, and then we're going to wrap it up. Number eight, on that note, fix your relationship with time. Impatience and business do not go well. 16 years I have been in business for. 16 years. There is no overnight successes here. I have had things happen very quickly in my business, but a lot of the time there's been a lot of legwork that has gone into that. You have got to change your relationship with time. If you are in business 
for this month or next month or even, I'm going to tell you this year only, you are too short-sighted. You only need to look at, I used to work in the investment space. So I used to, as I said, do sales for a financial services company. And I, you know what? So many people would look at the one month and three month returns. And then I would talk to financial advisors and they're like, I'm not interested in that. I want to look at the 10 year returns. And I'm telling you, nine times out of 10, the financial advisors that was more focused on the 10 year returns were the ones that got their client better results. Their clients and they were in it for the long run. And because of that, they got better results over the long run. Business is not a short term investment. You are not looking at the one month or three month returns in business. If you are doing that and only doing that, it's important to look at those things cross-sectionally to help make and look at decisions and say, okay, am I on the right path? Okay, are the decisions I'm making right now setting me on the trajectory of my three-year goal, my five-year goal, my 10-year goal, the things that I, I believe that I want? But if you're only looking at that and that only, what's happened today, it's not going to work because what you do today is an investment in what's going to happen in 10 years' time. We've got to start to play this longer game. And that's one of the, the for six cents, one of the biggest mistakes that I made for so many years in my business was I was just so focused on what was right in front of me and so attached and an expectation for those short-term things. And that was to such a detriment to my success, to my health, to my stress levels, all of those things. If you come into my office and you have a look at my planning, I've got a whiteboard and you flip it around. I'm focused, I'm like, what's happening in 2026? I, the decisions I'm making right now are an investment into 2026. Playing the long game. You want to play it too. And if you don't want to play the long game, that's okay. It's just going to be a very different business strategy and experience for you. And the final note I have, and this is the lifelong journey for me, is have fun. It's just business. It's just business. I have found this more so, I think this ultimately, truly, if by like the last three years for me in business have been both challenging and insightful. And I truly believe that one of the biggest lessons that life and business has been attempting to teach me is this one. It's just business. Don't take it so seriously. And this is very glaringly obvious in my human design, my Gene Keys profile as well, is the shadow frequency of seriousness. In fact, it's very caught up in how I flow with money too. The moment I get into seriousness, everything seizes up. But whether you have this engaged view or not in your chart, this is it. Have fun. It's just business. One of the practices that I have brought so much into my, my life recently has been deep, felt, embodied gratitude for breathing. <laughs> for like This morning I was in the shower with my husband Bless him, we had a shower together this morning. It was lovely. That's the only space. That in the bathroom, we can get peace, right? If you've got kids, you get it, right? And I was just under the water and I was like, man, I really think we take this for granted. We get to just walk in to our bathroom that is off our bedroom 
and turn a tap on and clean, hot, fresh water that I can just stand under for 10 minutes comes out. And we can pay for that too. We've got the money to pay for that. Let's just turn a tap on. That's all it is. I just have to turn a tap on. I, I, I don't have to walk anywhere for it. I don't have to carry a bucket on my head. I've got heat. I don't have to worry about whether the water was safe, whether I was going to get sick from it. Just turn that on. Like, how good is life? How good is life that I woke up this morning and I was like, are we good? My toes, my toes, my feet will carry me through this day. I'm breathing, my heart, I'm so incredibly healthy. I'm getting to an age, I'm 42 now. I'll be 43 next year. My mum died two days after her 43rd birthday. As long as I have air to breathe, my heart is still pumping. Life is pretty freaking good. And anything that's on top of that is just a bonus. And I've been through an immense amount of trauma and pain and challenging experiences in my life to land on this point. We get to bring that into business. We take it all so seriously. So you put a post out, no one fucking liked it. Who cares? So you sold an offer. You put an offer out there, no one bought it. So you undercharged recently and overcommitted yourself. All right, fix it up. We just get too serious about it all. All right, so you've got a goal to make a million dollars and you haven't reached it yet or a 100,000 or whatever it is and you haven't reached it yet. Nah, okay. Like, what a blessing that we even get that we live in a society that we can sit in the comfort of our own home or an office and have a computer and connect and sell our services and our offerings into this world and people pay us for that. It's just business. Have fun explore, experiment. Think about Thomas Edison. You know, is he the light bulb or the phone? (laughs) Probably should fact check that before I think is the light bulb. I'm going to go with that. I'm sure he had fun. Imagine if he took it all so seriously and every time he tried to build that, ah, didn't work, I'm giving up, this is terrible. This is the worst thing ever. I had fun exploring. There's so much that we get to experience, so much fun that we can bring into this process. Take it so seriously. This is also a sign of a dysfunctional nervous system. A nervous system in a stress state will take things too seriously. We get to change that. So have fun. It is just business. Honestly, it's also just money. We treat money like it's a finite resource. It's not a finite resource, but time is. You have one life. And if there's anything life has taught me is that, honestly, it's like that. It can be gone. And I don't say that in a morbid way, but you just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. No regrets. I don't want to get to my last breath and think, oh, I wish I'd launched that offer. I wish I'd really just had a go at going after that goal. I would rather go after that goal and never achieve it than never, ever go after it at all. That's just the God's honest truth. I would rather launch a million things, a million different offers, and none of them sell than never, than not doing it and wondering, oh, my God, the wondering, the what if, what could have been, would drive me insane. 
have fun. Go back to number rule number one and rule number two. Get your thoughts in order so you can do that and develop phenomenal coping skills because when you've got phenomenal coping skills, it just becomes so much more fun. So that is rule number number nine and my final rule. And the truth is, honestly, that is about it. Business as you grow becomes more complex. It does, but the complexity will find you. You don't need to go searching for it. If you're wise and curious about business, you will work things out as you go along. If you're wise, curious and invested, you'll partner with people to help you work things out as you go along. Because remember, rule number six, you can't do it all yourself, so don't even bother trying. All right. That is the wisdom I have for you today. I loved doing this episode. So I really hope you're able to take something away from this for you to invest into your own business journey. And I'd love to hear from you. You can email me. If you desire to work together, I am offering a lot of intensives right now. So make sure you're following me on social media or you're on my email list. We'll pop links um, to any of the intensives below. I'm offering RTT intensives. So if you're like, Gemma, I need to get my thoughts in order because I like need to believe this is the goal I have. This is what I want to achieve in my business. But I've just got some confusion or some uncertainty around whether it's possible, then I'm telling you a rapid transformational two-hour intensive with me where I can go in, identify, clear that one block that's stopping you from believing that what you want is possible and help you to shift that in two hours is going to be the best place to go. So that's an RTT intensive. Check out the link below. That is perfect for you if you know that you are absolutely ready to get your thoughts in order. You do not want to waste any more time journaling out. I believe in myself. I believe this can happen. This is possible. You're like, my wrist is sore, Gemma. I've been journaling this. I just want to get into the subconscious. Let me shortcut. Let me find that sweet spot in the subconscious mind where we can just bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, tidy that up. My clients love the work that I do in RTT and they get the most incredible results. Change happens overnight for my clients with this. And when you change what's going on up in your mind, the opinions that you have about success, the beliefs that you have, particularly around it being possible for you, then the actions that you take, the risks that you take, the products you create, the sales, the selling that you show up for, all those things happen so easily because you're like, this is po- of course it's possible for me. Now I'm just going to get to it and get starting to take those actions. So if you're in that place and RTT Intensive has your name all over it, the link is in the show notes below, okay? Have an incredible day. Look, I know that this podcast episode resonates with you and I know you've got a friend in business too that really wants to get their hands on the nine rules of success. So go ahead, share this episode with them as well. Make sure you're subscribed. Can you subscribe on um, podcasts? make sure you're subscribed, okay? And also, God bless you. Please, if you could leave me a good review as well because the more reviews we get, obviously, the more that this podcast gets pushed out as well. So all of those things would work incredibly. Have an incredible day. I will see you really soon.